Welcome to the Rootbound Podcast, an honest plant cocktail hour. We're your hosts. I'm Emma. I'm Samara. And I'm Yelena. We're amateur plant enthusiasts, and we're here to chat about all things plants, life, and what to do when feeling rootbound. The dictionary defines rootbound as a plant having outgrown its pot so that the roots are cramped and tangled, stopping it from growing well. Sometimes we can get a little too comfortable in our nursery pots, and our lives become rootbound without even realizing it. As young women in Los Angeles, we're always looking for ways to branch out, up pot, and improve ourselves. So grab your favorite cocktail and let's get into it. Okay, well, you know I'm frustrated right now. Why are you frustrated? Well, we just went live for our cocktail hour, which is really just a cocktail 10 minutes, but that's fine. But I was really excited about this one being shorter because the drink is simpler, you know? It's like you don't have to shake it, you just dump the stuff in there and you give it to your friends. It's done. Really easy, great stuff. But I forgot that you put in the dark rum, the, the lime juice, the ginger beer. Then you float it with half ounce of dark rum. Then you add your garnish, which is a lime wedge, and a piece of mint. Mm. I forgot. That would have made it more stormy. It would have. Sure. And it makes it look cooler because we did it after the fact and it makes it look cooler. So I'm yeah. mad at myself for getting it wrong. It tastes more rummy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than it does ginger beer. Yeah, it, it, it tasted very <clears throat> ginger beer and citrusy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I almost couldn't taste the rum. Right, which I made a catastrophic but mistake. But now I, now I taste shame. it. I taste it now. So, but that's okay, cause now we're here to fix it. Yeah, I'm telling you, people. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, if you were on our live and you watched me do that also bar chemistry i feel bad because i used his recipe and i did it wrong but um from now on out i guess i'm just not gonna do lives without notes because i forget i get too hopped up in the moment and yeah. the theme and the the production design and and everything it is a full production it so is a full production. i would understand that an actor sorry such as you would yes. forget your lines i like did that. i forgot a line and we I should we should action. i think next time yolanda and i will hold up like cue cards, cue cards? okay yeah, giant. like this is the ingredient actually i have a whiteboard that's like oh two foot by three foot and i yeah. should just write it on there put it on like that's a little a easel idea. yeah oh. easel 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 an easel. Is it easel or easel? Easel. Anyways, I'm frustrated because I got it wrong because I want to, I'm a perfectionist and it's not that hard of a thing to get right, so I apologize. But it's very good and I think it's what we needed to get through this Monday. First Monday. Evening. Monday. First Monday after the holidays. 2021. First Monday after the holidays, yeah, first Monday after 2021. Something dark, something stormy. Yeah. Because I'm not looking forward to... The rest of the month. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if, you're, if you're wondering, if you didn't watch our live and you have no idea what we're talking about, the cocktail of this episode, which is episode seven, lucky number seven, woohoo, but it's uh, the dark and stormy. That's what it's called. Well, it's dark and apostrophe stormy. That's the cocktail, which is comprised of dark rum, ginger beer, floated dark rum on the top, <laughs> lime juice, and uh, we use the bar chemistry recipe, which has a lime and mint garnish. So that's mm. the cocktail. Mm. I still think that the lime and mint is kind of an odd choice. Combo? Like, you'd think it would be, like, an orange peel. Or, mm-hmm. like, because uh, you usually see, like, orange peels with, like, whiskey, scotch, like, darker mm-hmm. cocktails. But 
I mean, it's still good. Like, right. I typically don't even notice garnishes that, like, I don't, right. they don't really make a difference to the flavor. Mm-hmm. Right. But, I did um, actually mention this in the live, which I think is correct. I'm questioning everything now. But in the live, I was like, you know, when you look at, when you order a cocktail, if you're ordering it off of a menu, a lot of the times certain bars will put pictures of their cocktails in the menu because you first start with your eyes. It's the same thing like a recipe mm. for, or like a, a dish mm-hmm. for a restaurant. You're like, oh, I want that one because it looks good. And then you go to the scent. So you look at the cocktail. Oh, it looks so good. So that's what the garnish is. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the scent, so the aroma, and then you get the taste. So the taste is the last part, mm-hmm. which, mm, yeah. you know, so the garnish is there to Because not many you. people would, like, know what rum tastes like exactly. Like, right. I don't know. It's not, it's not a go-to alcohol. Right. I feel like it's not, yeah, it's mm-hmm. not necessarily a go-to. Unless you're a rum and coke person. That yeah. go-to. I didn't really know what a rum and coke was until just recently. Like, a couple years ago. It's just rum and coke. I know, but I didn't know that was, like, a thing. Oh, like, oh. That, that was, like, a popular drink of choice. Yeah. That it was, like, common. It's kind of a party drink. Yeah, know? I feel like, yeah. Party drink. Like, I don't know if you're going to, maybe people go to a bar and get rum and coke, but if you're going to, like, a fancy bar, you're not going to be, like, rum and coke. Like, I don't know, No, like, I remember. Mix it up. Eat a Long Island iced tea. I'll elevate it. The, like, Halloween parties of the past, like, at my boyfriend's apartment, they had, like, rum and coke. Oh, okay. I feel like it's a common, yeah, like, party. Because it's, oh, it's cheap. Because okay. you get yeah. rum and you get coke and you're done. It's like the it's yeah. like um, the equivalent of a gin and tonic or a vodka soda. It's just mm. two ingredients. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. a screwdriver is tequila and orange juice. It's just whatever cuts the liquor to mm-hmm. make it mm-hmm. palatable. Well, I vote we always have ginger beer on yeah. hand. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because now we know two drinks that require ginger beer. Mm-hmm. The Moscow Mule. Well, and wasn't there, like, a slightly different mule that we made recently? Uh, I made cucumber mules. Oh, uh, right. We what had a, a friend, yeah, so we had a friend come over, uh, he was leaving LA, and so we had a little soiree, and I made uh, cucumber mules, which is just cucumber vodka with oh, cucumber yeah. swirls in the drink, hmm. and then you put ginger beer on top of that. So it's a Moscow right, Mule, but cucumber mm-hmm. Yeah. And that also has mint as a topper. Yeah. So I wonder if mint and mules often go together. Oh, so like mint and ginger? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. a garnish kind of tells you what's in the drink. So like if there's a mint on, or a, a mint, uh, a lime on top or an orange on top, then you're like, oh, maybe there's lime in the drink. Mm. Or a lemon on top. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's lemon. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, so our cocktail is the dark and stormy. We had our first little California storm, not really little, but our first rainfall in a long time. I don't even know since when we'd had rain. Notorious. We had a little bit like on Christmas Eve, but then it's just like a little bit, but that was like, this was a full blown, like lots of rain, car accidents everywhere because no one knows how to drive in the rain. (laughs) Ridiculous. Yeah. And thunder and lightning, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. I love a good thunder and lightning mm-hmm. storm. Yeah. I missed it, and I was very yeah. sad. Yeah. But I had snow, so, so that there's was snow. Yeah. exciting. Yeah. Because I was gone. Yep. This cocktail, have you guys ever had this cocktail before? No. This is the first no. time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So first impression was positive? Yes. Yeah, I, I really like it. I really like it a lot. I yeah. think I would probably prefer it to a Moscow meal. Really? Now, actually, yeah. I really like rum. I, I, re- I really do. Yeah. So, if I had ginger beer 
and both vodka and rum, I would probably make a dark and stormy yeah. instead of a Moscow Mule. Nice. Yeah, I love this cocktail. The first time that I had this cocktail, I was at one of my favorite places in all of Los Angeles. Um, and mm. I saw it on the menu, and I had no idea what was in it. This is pre-bartender. And I was like, what is in this cocktail? It, it sounds mysterious, like the name, mm. Dark and Stormy. Mm-hmm. And I was just out at this place, and so I was like, I'm going to go and check it out. I'm going to try it out. So I ordered it, and it was magical. It was so good. So I was like, this is a good go-to drink. But where was that place? Do you know one of my favorite places in LA? Is Firefly? it Firefly? Not Firefly. Oh. I love Firefly, but it's not Firefly. Uh, Idle Hour? No, it's a it's a place, it's an attraction with a bar inside. There's multiple bars. Oh, an attraction with a bar inside. Is it yeah, like yeah. a theater? It's not a theater. There might be, there is, is a theater. Is my park? No. There's a theater on, on it. Is it a pier? Like, like... It's close by a pier. An attraction? It is a boat. Oh, the Queen Mary. Yes. <laughs> I remember what it's called. I was like, is it a boat? <laughs> you got it, you got it. That boat thing. I love the Queen Mary. So one night when I was there, I saw it on their menu. I was like, dark and stormy. Tell me more. And if you get there at a proper time, the um, cocktails are like two for one or something. Ooh. So you can get two cocktails within like an hour Ooh. period. So And they're like pretty small. I feel like they're not like crazy intoxicating or anything, mm-hmm. but... So you can get one and go walk around and drink it, and then you get another one and go walk around and drink it. It's really fun. I have never been on the Queen Mary. Oh, that's right. We have to I want that. to go, but so it's probably closed due to COVID. Um, but I did see a really good film the other day, actually, that I think, I don't think it was filmed on the Queen Mary. Maybe it was. Um, but they were on a boat. That was in in the movie. They reference it as the Queen Mary Two. Which oh, is that even a thing? That's a different boat. Oh, okay. So there's multiple Queen Marys, um, and they're uh, British ship, ships, British ships. And there's the Queen Mary like one, the original Queen Mary, which is the one in Long Beach. And then there's the Queen Mary Two, which is like the next one that they and make. it's still active. Like, yeah, it's the still Queen Mary making trips mm-hmm. across. Yeah. Across so the, the film what? it's on Atlantic HBO. Movie? Okay. It's called Let Them All Talk with um, uh, Meryl Streep Ooh. and Diane West and Candace Bergen. Like, Do they all play English some... women? No, no, they're they're like American. Okay. Um, but Meryl Streep plays like a famous writer, Ooh. and she invites her friends and who are like college friends or something. Okay. So they kind of have like a little reunion. Okay. It's a little awkward because like she's you know a renowned now mm. so they don't really know how to talk to her mm. um but it's it's very interesting it's directed by steven so- soderberg okay soderberg soderberg um so it's very like it it, it 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 seems a little slow it's kind of awkward but like very good with a very like good message and the ending mm. was like such a twist like Ooh, cool. was not mm. expecting that to happen and And it's, like, funny in kind of, like, a dark humor way, kind of. Just, like, oh, (laughs) I shouldn't laugh at that, but, like... I am. Yeah. (laughs) Which is very English. That's kind of their humor in in general. Yeah. But, yeah, that was was filmed on the Queen Mary 2. Oh, cool. I think. I think there's a Queen Mary 3, too. There's a couple of them modeled. They have, like, scale 
two scale models of the different ships on the Queen Mary. Hmm. So the Queen Mary is forever docked and will probably be there for like hundreds of years. Because um, I, I, I will talk the ear off all the employees when I go. I'm like, so oh. tell me more about it, whatever. Pre-COVID, I would go there if I had like a free night and I just wanted to like treat myself. I would just go hang out on the ship. Um, and so I would talk to these people and I'm like, tell me the story about the boat, like whatever. And this one lady was like, this boat will probably outlive all of us and it will be here for generations and generations and it's forever docked. It will never run again. Hmm. To make it run again would cost the same amount as to make a new ship. So really? that's why they're like, we just, we'll just make it. Just because it would need to, that many, like, renovations. Repairs and, and repairs. updates, yeah. Yeah. I forget the years. I'm bad at remembering years. But it, to put it in perspective, people like Elizabeth Taylor and Frank Sinatra rode on hmm. Queen Mary. So, hmm. like, 20s-ish. Perhaps. Wow. It does seem like it's an excursion that mostly famous slash rich people go on. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Which it, is why I really want to go on that. Right, yeah. yeah. And there's, like, a, a really cool spot, like, talk about, you know, New Year's, we just did the New Year's episode with, like, Prohibition vibes, which, yeah. of course, is, like, my kryptonite. But there's this one little nook. I think it's on the second level in the stern um, where there's, like, this little area, it's a tiny little bar, and then there's this massive, beautiful grand mm. piano, and you can just imagine, like, people smoking and chatting, yeah, and someone's getting yeah. a cocktail, and there's, like, the piano being played, and these beautiful, like, furniture, couchy mm. things, whatever those are called, like, those, mm-hmm. uh, you know, things, but it's, it's definitely, like, you're being transported back in time. Yeah. Well, and so I've never been on a boat or, like, a cruise or anything like that. So watching this film kind of, like, I don't know how accurate everything was. Sure. But th- it was kind of funny because one of the characters, she's sort of avoiding Meryl Streep's character. So every night she'd be like, oh, I can't, like, get a drink with you because I'm going to go to the to the mass ball and I was like what oh. they have that like on There's the boats like huge ballrooms yeah yeah so mm-hmm. it just sounds so fun to like it, and it it sounds like this was a two week trip mm. I don't know if that's accurate from America to England to go on like a two week I think boat so. trip does that seem yeah it seems Probably right yeah. like 10 to 14 right. days yeah yeah so it sounds very glamorous mm-hmm. and and it so was back in the day like, people were separated by classes like the titanic like yeah. based off where you get to stay is like your class mm-hmm. the room that meryl street stays in is a two-story room. oh wow. like there's a staircase i've never seen that before room. i know what so i'm sure there's plenty of nooks in the queen mary i've never seen you can stay at the queen mary like overnight right? you can and there's guided tours and stuff too i low-key have like pretended to wander behind tour groups before and like listened to them because I couldn't afford to pay for the tours because it's kind of expensive but I was like I just wander around and like listen to the tour guide Mm -hmm. so it was our when I was at LAFSC it was our roomies because I lived with five people so it was like our roommate send-off so we went and got lunch that day and then that night we went to Queen Mary Mm -hmm. so it's like a special place because of that I've been on like dates there before like it's it's just awesome so, what is the plant of this episode? Um, well, I guess I it's forgot. like a species of plant. Oh. Um, the Hoya. Oh, yeah. So, but there's like a million types of Hoyas. And I read like two to three hundred. So, like, not a million, but like close. Very close. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to remember now what types of Hoya we have. I think, I we think have we have few. the Hoya 
carnosa. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit longer, more of like a leaf-shaped mm-hmm. um, plant. Mm-hmm. And then we have a, a bit like long, like very yeah. typical. Is that, is that the one hanging in your room? I have, yeah, I have one in my room, and then we will have a propagation over there. Yeah. Um, Do you remember what the heart-shaped one is? Yeah, that one's the Hoya Kari. Kari? That's how you pronounce it? Or Kari. K-E-R-I-I. Yeah. K-E-R-I. I know it's double I, then. Yeah, Kari, yeah. Okay, so it's, yeah, I'm looking at Kari. If you're a plant person, but you don't know what all the names are, the Hoya, I feel like one of the most popular Hoyas is the one that's just a heart in dirt. Yeah. <laughs> K-E-R-R-I-I. Yes. Yes. Very cool. And I read Those that so it's cool. not recommended to buy the single leaf heart in the dirt. Oh, really? Because they will grow roots and they will stay like that, but they will never grow more leaves or anything else. They will never grow past what? that. Because there, so it's what just happens? a leaf. There's no, like, nodes or, like, stem mm-hmm. to grow from. But it doesn't die? It, it just won't die. There? It'll, like, it can live like that for quite a long time. And then, you know, because it, like, is not growing, eventually it could just randomly die even after being healthy for, like, a year or something. Oh. But it won't, like, grow new leaves or grow anything past that. Okay. That's really sad. Yeah. Which it's kind of funny. I guess like, if you cute. want a plant mm-hmm. that's, like, seasonal... Which I am not really a fan of seasonal plants, only because then it dies and it's, like, sad. But, you know, if you want a plant that's only going to be there as, like, a gift for mm-hmm. not your plant super savvy friend, it's, like, cute, yeah. you know? And then you'd be like, don't worry if it dies in a year, it's going to die anyways. <laughs> like, I guess. But if you're a plant person, don't buy that one. Yeah. I mean, that's what I read. I don't, like, know that for sure. I've never tried that, but... It seems pretty... After I read accurate. that, I was like, well, I, now I don't ever want to buy one of those single leaf heart yeah. leaves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But interesting. Although that would make a very good Valentine's. It gift. would. It's I was really gonna say it's a heart. Uh, <laughs> if you prefer Sad. small plants, True. maybe you yeah. would want just a single leaf because they are. Yeah. Or plants that don't grow quickly because I can see you uh, from when I first became a plant person. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want plants that grow quickly because I want to see them change and mm-hmm. I want to see growth and I want them to get big and full and healthy and awesome. Now it's getting to the point where I'm like, if they grow so quickly, I have to continue to move these plants to yeah, find somewhere that fits. It's like a lot of work. Or and up repotting, and, yeah. Yeah, it's just like constant, you know, it's constant work. I feel like I have multiple children hanging out in my mm-hmm. room at 24-7. So if you want a plant that doesn't grow super fast, I feel like the Hoya... The Hoya, the heart-shaped one, the carry eye or carry one. Yeah, the single leaf. One. Yeah, the single it, leaf. I mean, that plant, I have one that... Have okay. you seen that stem? Yours is an exception. I don't know what's <laughs> happening there. <laughs> Explain. I do not... I have no explanation. <laughs> I have... Okay. So, I, when when I moved in here in July... Mm-hmm. Is that like half a year ago now? What is time? It's January. July, August, September, October, November, December, January. Yeah, like half a year. Seven months. Holy crap. I know. That went by fast. Mm-hmm. But so Yay. when I moved in here, I brought <laughs> like four or five of those. I gave each of you one. Yep. I had two. And I think they were all about the same. Mm-hmm. And I took two up into my room and I had them like sitting in front of my window. And they just like exploded. They mm-hmm. grew so fast. And I feel like yours, your guys' grew really slow. Mine is still very small. I mean... It's that one. Wait, where is yours? Mine's in my room. Mine uh, just, for the first time, mine 
just shot out. You saw it. That little yeah. tiny baby. So basically what happened is like, if you don't, if you don't get the heart shape that's in the piece of dirt, it's like a stem with the leaves sticking out like mm-hmm. sideways. So they're horizontal. And then there's like that center stem and your center stem is just like growing straight up. How, yeah. how, it's probably like it's three like two, feet, two, two feet. Three, like two and a half feet or something. Okay, so like, like two and a half feet long, but there's very few leaves. Yeah, well the weird thing is, so like they were both, the two that I had, they were both growing like crazy. Mm-hmm. I had to up-pot them because they would not stop. And then after I up-potted them, one of them slowed down. Okay. It still, it did grow a new leaf at the top. Okay. But it like kind of stopped. Okay. I haven't seen any new growth for quite a while, but it still looks good. And then the other one, just the stem, like, it's not growing new leaves, but that stem is just going. It's just, like, up to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> like, it grows, like, five, like, I feel like it grew, what is this, five inches? Yeah. Like, five inches in, like, two weeks. Which is insane. So, mine, though, yours is in front of the window. Mm-hmm. Mine is just off from the window in a hanger. Mm. So, I feel like it had to acclimate, which is actually something I want to talk about, because... I feel like plants acclimating to their space is, like, such a thing. But anyway, so I feel like I had to acclimate to where it was. And Mm. once it figured out, okay, this is how much light I get, this is what season I'm in, this is how much water I get, because I don't water it very often. Mm -hmm. Then the little, like, stem in the center started growing a little bit, and just now, so six months later, Mm -hmm. it's starting to shoot off its first leaf. Hmm. So that's how long it took. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm still not even seeing a new leaf on mine. And you're not, and the leaf that I'm seeing is, like, one centimeter. Like, it's just And I think that's really due to light, because the last uh, Hoya video that I saw um, by Plantarina, she said that Hoyas love a lot of light. Right. And that is something I cannot usually give my plants. (laughs) (laughs) Usually I can only give them up to medium. Indirect. Indirect. The classic, what is it? have more partial to indirect sunlight well our windows are mostly northern i do have an eastern facing window that gets a lot of light but i have like already a million other plants in front of it um and yeah it just isn't a very good place to put plants either Mm because i have just a windowsill i don't have anything to like put Mm -hmm. plants on Mm -hmm. like a bookshelf or whatever so but that's what I'm confused about, is your Hoya is in the same window, like, direction that mine is in. Mm. You're both north. Maybe because we're on, like, this one's on the bottom floor? I feel like that wouldn't affect it. No, I don't, know about it. It no, I don't think that changes it. I don't think it would. Well, because we also have these awnings, and oh, maybe the maybe. direction of the sun coming in to those awnings, like, somehow blocks somehow. it, but... I think maybe, I guess, then downstairs would get more light, right? Yeah. The window's bigger. I think the awning's, like, further away. But you always away. seem like you get a lot of light in your room. You have those aggressively bright light bulbs. I really don't think it's the light bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> I Artificial turn, light? I only turn those on for, like, an hour a day at night. Oh, yeah, that wouldn't make a difference. I don't have them on during mm. the day. Right, right, right. Well, I don't know what it is, then. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe and you just I, need some time. I watered, I, I watered mine, like, maybe once every two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, now even less, because they're in bigger pots, so I feel like the soil holds more yeah, moisture. Yeah, I usually forget about my Hoyas. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I barely water them. I don't water know. mine very often either. But I read an interesting fact. I think it was on, like, Wikipedia, or who knows if it was that, but it was just on, like, Google. I don't know where it was from, but that in the winter, 
Hoyas prefer to be dry. Hmm. Like, very little water in the winter. But, of course, we've talked about this before. In the winter, to some people, is different than winter in Southern California. Yeah. So, there's that. But... It, they were saying, like, let Hoyas dry out, like, pretty significantly. Which, I feel like that's classic for plant care. Let it dry out, water it, let it dry out, water it. But for Hoyas especially, let it dry out and kind of keep dry and then water it. Yeah. Although, I feel like there are some plants now that we're talking about, like, drying out that shouldn't be dried out. Yeah. Wait, like what? Like uh, ivy? Like, yeah, ivy, like, a lot of water. Um, it, I was reading that, um, like, my new plant... The alocasia mm-hmm. likes a lot of water. Oh, okay. Um, I think fiddle leaf don't like to be dried out. Because if they're dried out too many times, like, mm-hmm. they just get all, like, burned up brown edges. That's and... true, because I was talking the ear off that poor employee at Mickey's. And she said the... And she said majesty palm and fiddle leaf fig. Yeah. Or, sorry, not fiddle leaf. Uh, rubber plant. Both. Rubber plants. Rubber love plants water. love water. They like rubber to be wet 24-7. I get it. And then also the majesty palms don't like to be dried out completely. Yeah. So, like, don't let it dry out completely. And so, I was like, oh my gosh, I did that. I'm so sorry. I feel like <laughs> sorry, ge- me. generally that's a good rule of thumb, but, yeah. like, also there are just a few plants that like to remain. I wonder if it's the tree-like moist. plants. Okay, I ha- I just had an epiphany. So, the alocasia that you just got yeah. has bulbs, right? Yeah. It has bulbs. And it's um, tuberous. Yeah. Right? The ZZ plant has bulbs and is also tuberous. And the snake plant is tuberous. Mm -hmm. All of those plants do not like to be watered consistently because they retain water within the bulbs and within the tubes of the stalks. But that one likes water. Or, I'm sorry, they don't... It likes water, but they don't need to be watered often. Mm. I I mean, I think the alocasia likes to be watered... Like, it should never be dried out. Okay. So... Hmm. Because ZZ plants, you can leave them for, like, three months, and they'll be fine. Hmm. String hearts also have little bulbs in their roots. Okay. I wonder if there's something to do with the bulbs. Or, like, tuberous roots. Or tuberous roots. I know tuberous roots retain water, which mm-hmm. means that the plant likes water and it needs to, like, keep its water. hmm So it's prone to root rot, but there's a balance there. Yeah. I feel like. Also, going back to Hoyas, mm-hmm. um... I was, Plantarina also suggested that Hoyas liked bottom watering. Oh, I've not perfected this technique yet. I don't really, like, get why some plants like bottom watering. I don't understand it either. Me either. I've been wanting to, my, that sensitive plant, Mm -hmm. it loves water, and I'm very bad at keeping it (laughs) happy. The the mimosa pepero pepero. Pudica. Mimosa pudica. Yeah, so I've been thinking of, like, just filling up the bottom of the cover pot mm-hmm. with, like, an inch or something of water and just, like, yeah. letting that soak for a few days and then, like, doing that once a week to try to keep it, like, right. really wet. Ooh. Seeing how that goes. Because he's slowly not happy. I saw a okay. fun thing. Okay. It's usually used for bonsais, but also, I guess, Pilea really like it. Mm. A humidity tray. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen these trays? No. You like, there are different kinds of trays, but the one that I really love is like, it's a tray. You just put like rocks on it, okay. pour water on it, and put your plant on top. Oh. And it acts as like a humidifier. Is it, like no a way. Humidity tray. Yeah. Is it, oh my gosh, that's so 
cool and it could be so pretty. I know. Yeah, super pretty. I like mm. want to do that oh now to gosh. all of my plants. So <laughs> Even though I'm sure most of my plants. But they're yeah. cheap on Amazon. You can get here. I'll show I want my show you. Show I, okay. I, can we? Okay. This is like totally crazy. But like, could we? 3D print a tray yes. that's the same distance of my windowsill with yes. like a, a two inch lip and then put rocks in it with water and then I can just yeah. put all my plants on top yes. of it. Ooh, you could totally do that. Let's oh, yeah. do it. Oh my gosh, I'm um. so excited. It's <laughs> happening. Yeah. We're going to send pics, guys. Don't worry. Pics or it didn't happen. We get it. Tray. That is such a good idea. Mm-hmm. Especially okay, yeah. if it's hot so by you, the window. Like, this is like oh, cute. $5. And yeah. it's just Amazon. like a little tray. Throw some wa- rocks in it. Yeah. Throw some water on it. Put your pots on it. That's, That's such a good idea. A but just make sure your pots have drainage. Yeah. So in that case, you just need to use nursery pots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or I mean, some bougie pots have like nice drainage and like or terracotta i think that's why like lots of pilea this was another thing we should have talked about in the last episode because like i did a lot of research after we recorded the episode oh um but like they for some reason pilea are always usually seen in terracotta but they like Hmm. to remain wet i guess like they like moisture and humidity and terracotta because it's so porous like doesn't retain moisture as much. I saw you put that on the show notes. Yeah. So um, putting that on like a humidity tray would work. So if you got like terracottas, because they usually have the little drainage mm-hmm. holes. In okay. Hmm. Yeah. So the humidity can still evaporate through the drainage hole. Or um, unglazed clay pots would be kind of cool too. Does concrete count? Yeah, but they're yeah. porous. Mm-hmm. They're porous. Yeah. Yolanda, get on the 3D print then. Yeah, can we get some I'll mold them and I need to repair my printer this weekend. I'll repair my printer. Repair your printer. You print the 3D. I can help make the mold. And I will also do the concrete because I really like mixing up the concrete and like pat like. And I will video it. I have a clear resin, leftover clear resin from my last project that I need to use. Perfect. And I want to like put like gold flakes into it, like from the gold foil that we're oh using. Wait, so you want to use it? You want to make resin pots, not concrete pots? Uh, is both. that what you're saying? For the mold. Well, I'm saying both. both. No, for the mold though. No, no, no for, for the, the oh for the actual for pot. Yeah, for the actual pot. Okay. No, I want to make both. I want to make a ball. Right. Let's make a ball. <laughs> I do. Yeah, for that I want to print. Yeah, I love it, you guys. Honestly, let us know. Text us, like DM us, email us, whatever. The podcast at gmail.com. If we made merch, as in pots that you could buy, would you want them? <laughs> we we won't, wouldn't want pots. I mean, yeah. who doesn't want a pot? But like, I feel like that's a move, <laughs> and I want to do it. My sister sent me this video. Okay. Prayer, prayers to Whitney's elephant ear. What the heck happened to Whitney's? Um, elephant ear. Elephant ear, yeah. Yeah. So it was wilting. Three of the leaves were wilting. Um, but it could be it. But there was still a baby growing. So I think that still means it's healthy. Okay. I think. But two of its three leaves are wilting away. Well, three of its five. There's another growth. Okay. I told her it didn't look like it had been watered thoroughly. So like, let the water drain out. And also maybe more light, because it could probably use more light. Oh. Where it was, so. Is it an alocasia? It's an alocasia, So yes. it needs to be wet 
and it needs light. Her specific alocasia, I don't know if it needs, like, a different type of light. Because I know when I read my alocasia's plant care, it said it needed more, like, medium light or, like, light behind a window. Very specific. Light behind a window with a white sheer curtain. Wow. Honey oh, wow. is so, my maintenance. Okay. Not to be off white uh, or cream. Must yeah. be white. A white sheer curtain in front of an eastern facing so window. So this plant requires proper interior design. Okay. So I must always have the right curtain yeah. for the plant. Um, yeah. So I keep it kind of, you know, a slightly farther away from our like open... Um, what is this, an western-facing yes. window? Yes. So it doesn't get a lot of light until, like, the evening, yeah. which I think is fine. Yeah. Okay. I think, it I think it'll be a good one. Where was that placement that Whitney had it? So Whitney had her plant against a wall. There was sort of also, like, a door window to, like, perpendicular from it. I think it was, like, a northern-facing window. Okay. Well. So it would be our equivalent of, like, that side, which, um, yeah, so the sun see, sets east to west. Yeah, so it's not, so like, a it wouldn't light. get enough light, maybe. Wait, maybe, was it an eastern? Maybe it was a western. Actually, I think it is an eastern or western window. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was western, so it didn't get enough. So maybe it needs to be eastern. Yeah, I don't know. I think it just needs to be closer to a light source. Okay. Because it was against a wall. It wasn't up against a window or anything. Okay. That's true. Maybe we'll it needs see. to be closer. Winnie, give us updates. Yeah. I hope... I hope that we... I hope the advice that I gave you would help. Because, like, watering it is also very important. But, like, light... If it's not getting enough light, that's mm-hmm. also kind of an issue. But I don't think alocasia need a ton of light. So... Maybe mm-hmm. just keep up with the watering. Yeah, maybe it needs more water. And let's hope and pray that it and will And don't be cut fine. the wilting leaves, because they could come back to life. You what? think those really? would? But they're kind of dry. They were kind of dried out. Oh, were they crispy? Yeah. Oh, I mm-hmm. thought they were wilting. Yeah, it didn't look like they were just sad wilting. They looked kind of like they were already crispy. Because, okay. hmm. like, with a potha, so they're, or well, hello, with, like, my silver satin, um... Or some of those, like, pothosi type of plants, even syngonium, it will wilt, philodendrons, excuse me, it will wilt when it needs water. Mm-hmm. So then you give it back water, and it's like, woo, party, hands are up, like, <laughs> Miley Cyrus song. So it's just like, I don't, I don't know, it depends on the plant, it's really important to research your plant, because if I, if I was in the position of Whitney right now, I'd be like, oh, it's wilting, it needs more water, but mm-hmm. if it's crispy then that could be too much water or not enough sun, I guess. Or it was wilty and then crispy, which probably could have just been, it needed more water. It needed more water, yeah. And then it didn't Open ever get enough water. Down. Open your wilting and down. Open Because I did, okay, hello, so we've been on some tangents, but um, if we go back to kind of some updates as far as plants go. Yeah, we need, we need some updates on our plants. So one... It just came to mind because I'm looking at it right now. But my Maranta, which we'll do an episode on, I'm sure. But my Maranta, I decided to, with the help of the internet, cut the... So basically what was happening with my Maranta, and if you've never seen a Maranta before, it's called the like the Praying Hands plant or whatever. And um, it has really beautiful leaves, and there's a couple of different um, variations of the plant. But it was getting really like long and wild. 
And it's one of the plants that moves the most. Out of any plant that I've had, it moves so much. So at night, it will like go up and the leaves will kind of come up. And then in the daytime, it will come down. It's crazy how it moves so much. And that's why I think it's called the praying plant, or what? Praying <laughs> plant, excuse me, the praying plant because of that, because it's hand, like its hands or leaves go up and then they go down. So it's like praying at night. Um, this plant was getting really wild and we put it on our dining table and it was kind of getting too long. So what I decided to do was cut off some of the pieces that were super long after the node, not before the node, but after the node, and then stick it in the ground, basically into the soil and water that. So now it's a more full plant, but it's not as like extensively long. So that's one of the things that I've done as far as root news, Maranta plant situation. I hope it works. I really I hope, hope it works. Those don't start just like dying. And if it starts and dying, <laughs> I'm gonna be so sad. How many cuttings did you put in there? Like four. Yeah, it's like, like we, a lot. We, we only see those four. Yeah. Hmm. Because I know with cuttings, like, don't you normally want to keep them very moist? But I researched it, and the people who I were looking, like, who I was looking at on YouTube and everywhere, they were saying that marantas, you just stick in soil. Do marantas you stick them in water? To be moist? Well, yeah, you can you can propagate like that with I think any plant. Uh, you don't have to go to water. You could directly stick them in soil, yeah, like monstera. But they do like to like when they're new. You want to keep them moist. Yeah. So right. I'm wondering if like. If you're constantly trying to keep it moist for, like, it being a mix of, like, old plus new. Yeah. If that would affect the old plant? I don't know. I'm kind of just going to keep my eye on it. Everything, like, all the cuttings that I stuck in there look the same right now because it's only been a couple Mm -hmm. of days. So I'm going to try to keep it watered, Mm -hmm. but not too much. Okay. Because I think marantas are pretty... Yeah, they're pretty, like, neutral as far as light. It's, like, bright and direct. They can be in shade, Mm -hmm. I think. And then also it's, like, moderate watering. They don't want to be super wet. They don't want to be super dry. It's just, like, in between. So I hope that it's one. I mean, I hope I don't kill the mother plant in the process of trying to keep the babies alive or something yeah. like that. But I we'll am experimenting. <laughs> oh, and I'm sad. If something happens, I'm going to be so sad. Mm-hmm. But, like, every single blog, everything that I read and researched said don't put your marantas straight in water. Mm. Just put it in your soil. But why, why can't you put them in water? I think because they don't like to be super wet. Oh. Hmm. Well, in that case, well, it should be fine. Yeah. But like remember, them. because I was listening to that one YouTube yeah. video, and he dipped the cutting into root hormone. But then mm-hmm. he also covered the plant with, like, a plastic bag to, so, like, yeah, generate of more of the humidity, humidity. of, mm-hmm. like, a... So... Greenhouse. I yeah. Yeah, of a greenhouse, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to try and keep it alive. I don't know. Well... Because you don't have the blast bag and you don't have the rooting hormone. I don't. So, so I have <laughs> rooting hormone somewhere. It might be oh, my mom's do? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. It's not rooting hormone. It's um. It's, it's like not hormone. Root. It's a uh, root tune, root uh, something. It's it's like a white powder that you dip the cuttings yeah, into. Yeah, I have some of that. Okay, but it's I like five it was bucks. Hormone. Maybe it is a hormone. It probably is. I know the way it did look like a hormone. But also, other big news. We all got. Giant things String of Stringhorns! <laughs> oh, they're so beautiful, and I hope it what doesn't die. I know, Shout me out too. To Mickey's. <laughs> Wait, where are you guys putting yours? Mine's in my window. Windowsill. Window yeah, it's yeah. hanging window. in my window. Yeah. Hanging in your window. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because but. it's a succulent, technically, so it needs to be 
it needs to have light on the top of it, not on the foliage, unlike a philodendron. So, I kind of need to move mine closer to a window. Because mine is, like, to the it's side like of a It's like string of hearts window. or string of bananas or string of dolphins. They do, I, I feel like, like they do, like, is... a lot of light. Yeah. Okay. Because I have their light hose. Yeah. I need to move mine then a little closer. Yeah. Time to drill a new hole into my ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get Thanks, Grandma and Grandpa, for giving me that drill for Christmas. <laughs> Sorry, landlord. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. We'll just plaster it all Don't later. worry, we'll I can't wait to we'll plaster work. all of my walls. We're gonna plaster yeah. so much. So many holes. We'll deal with that later. A few years. Uh, or just leave the hooks. Maybe the future tenants will like them. Yeah. Uh, for I, all your plants. Don't you all your plant your needs. back <laughs> I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> I'll split it with you guys anyway. Yeah, so. it'll be between all of us. Um, Whatevs. But I feel like, so, I've had my string of pearls kind of, it's it's really close to my window, but, like, a little bit further away from it, mm-hmm. um, and it's hanging kind of high, and I keep having parts of it die at the top, and I- Wait, you're what? You're what? Your string, string of, of pearls. pearls. And I feel like I have it too high to where the top is not getting enough light. Uh, yeah, but it's yeah, all about the you top. You just told me that I have my, I was really confused. It's so by that. weird, but it's all about the top. My string of pearls is How sitting on my windowsill, and it grows like heck. Really? Like it's growing. Yeah. I've I've made like a full plant out of it and gave it to my sister, and I'm growing more propagations right now. I I tried to put my string of pearls a little bit away from my windowsill. And it started to die, and I freaked out because I am in love with that plant, and mm-hmm. I was, like, crying. So I put it in my windowsill, totally fine. Yeah. And I think it's it comes down to the succulent thing, because those it's, are succulents, so they need the the um, the soil to dry out. Hmm. I don't understand the light on the top part, though, because, like, you would think, it you know, it's really long, so and it's, like, in a small pot. So right. it's, like, getting light from the top... Why would that be different than it getting light from any other pearl on the string? But it's not like a philodendron. I think it's because of the soil. Because a philodendron creates photosynthesis through its leaves, so any part of its leaves reaching light Mm. would then make it successful. That's what Mm. I would have assumed for that. Exactly. But I think for succulents, it's different. Maybe it's like the warmth as well as like the the roots. Yeah. if If the light is hitting like the top, it's closer to the roots, it's closer to the like leaves that are actually growing. I don't the know. The new leaves? Mm. Yeah. Maybe? Well, the, yeah. I feel like it, the, new the leaves, soil needs to dry out. Do the new leaves grow from the bottom or yeah. from the top? They grow from Both. the bottom. What? Mm-hmm. From I think they might be growing from the bottom. Wait, wait what are we top. talking about again? <laughs> String of pearls. <laughs> String of pearls. String of pearls. Okay, yeah. yeah, I think those grow from the Some of mine no, grow, from, grow the from the top. Oh, well, like new ones. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, if you're talking about like a single strand... I think those continue growing from the bottom. And they start to curve towards the light. Yeah, they do. They like... I don't know why it is, but the top needs the light. Hmm. Well, I did take some cuttings. Well, it was like the ones that were dying and I like chopped it off and then like cut it into pieces and I have mm-hmm. them. I have two little tiny baby cute little pots. <laughs> the one that you molded uh, for the concrete ones. The little oh, white ones. Nice. Good. Yeah, so I have like I need two to make of those. Yelena with her tiny ass plants. I love the little plants. You bought those pots on Amazon, right? Yeah. I'm gonna get some. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or just on Amazon like live on and the I podcast. And I just got three more little cute baby ones from Jason's parents for Christmas. I'm oh, really excited for those. cool. Um, but yeah, so I have like two uh, little tiny string of pearls plants and I'm kind of like testing. Those are like tester 
plants. Okay. Where I have one, like, sitting, like, really close to the windowsill on this little, like, extra platform that I have to, mm-hmm. for more plants to fit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have one all the way across my room. Right. Like, as far away from the window as possible on a shelf. Mm. So I'm, like... Seeing if that, like, one far away from the window will survive. <gasps> yes, that's exactly it. Cool. Well, sure. Wait, is it a set of two? I got... It's a set of four. Okay, Ooh. that's different, because I got a set of two. But yeah, there are those white pots with a little bamboo tray. Two and seven... 2.76 inches. Is that what... Uh, that seems Sorry, right. right. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry, guys. We'll share with you the link. Yeah. You can get your tiny pots. I think I already shared if you the want. link one time. Oh. Oh. Really Wait, I'm gonna buy this one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Samara is shopping right now while we're recording the Rootbound podcast. It's fine. We're talking about pots. <laughs> Samara gets very passionate about pots. Here's what always I happens. I want to make pots. Here's so. what happens, folks. So I'm like, here's an idea. This is really cool. And then Samara's like, what if we did this? And I'm like, yeah, that's totally cool. So then we manifest. And then Samara's like, what if we get this and this and this and this? And then I'm like, I don't know. That'd be cool. And then Samara goes to Yelena and is like, how do I do this? And then, and then Yelena Yelena's like, this is what you do. And then, and then Samara do it. does it. Yeah. It's like a whole process. Because I don't know how to yeah. do anything. <laughs> Except for what Yelena's Samara, patiently guided. I am the assistant. Samara has the time. Yelena does not have the time. Who's like, here's what you need. And I have no patience. And I'm like, yes, master, please teach me the ways. Teach me the ways of the force. And you're like Yoda doing your little like force thing. And you're like, you're like, I will give you the tools you need. And then I. And then I spend all my money. But I okay. <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> Where are we at? We're talking about so plant updates. Okay, I gave my updates. Okay, I got. I did my Maranta and Samara shopping. I did my Maranta and I got a new string of hearts. Those are my plant updates. You guys go. I got a new plant. Tell me more. I got. An African mask allocation. If you're watching the plant POV, we're pointing to it now. So, I it. happened upon this plant because Emma pointed it out at a Home Depot. <laughs> so, it's a ratchet. <laughs> so, my car was dead. We went to go pick up some jumper, jumper cables. cables and also pick up a two cubic foot sack of perlite <laughs> that I bought on. I thought, so this is perlite. <laughs> It was like $16, and I like ordered it online to like be picked up on Home Depot, and I thought it was just like gonna be a small bag. <laughs> no. I get there, and they're like, what is this? Like, they, they opened it up on the, the like, screen. On the screen? And, like, and then, like, they called over the manager. And, yeah. And then, so, finally, like, ten minutes later, Emma's already wandered over to the plane. <laughs> and I'm, like, looking over there, like, yes! <laughs> oh my god, I want that. I want that one. And then, all of a sudden, I turn... And there's this sack, this <laughs> giant sack of perlite. Have you ever gone to the pumpkin patch and done the slide with the corn sack? And you have to like sit on the corn. It's like a burlap bag. It's like a, it's like yeah, a it's like a burlap sack. sack. Yeah. Made you out of plastic. Put on the slide and then you slide down and then you give it to the next person. That's how big this freaking yeah. piece of perlite and is. And it only costs $60. It's it so cheap, guys. <laughs> so... 
We had already bought our jumper cables. I got my Perlite. Smara bought her body bag size of Perlite. And then while Emma was perusing the plants because it was taking so long to get my Perlite, (laughs) we discovered the alocasia that were there. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want that because it's beautiful. You guys have bias. I have bias about Lowe's and Home Depot and big box stores. Like Walmart, all that stuff. Buying plants from those stores... I'm a little bit biased because I'm like, they probably put growth hormones in them. Mm-hmm. They're spraying them with something that makes them yes. look super pretty, and then you bring it home, and then it dies, and you spent, oh my gosh, it was so cheap, 30 bucks. It was so cheap, $10. But it wasn't cheap because you just, you might as well have just driven down the 101 and thrown a $10 bill out your window and just, like, said goodbye. Like, also, there's Also, yeah. we just discovered that at Home Depot, you can return okay. your... You can return your dead plant Wait, for a new what? one. For a new one before a year is up. Okay. Like, yeah, well, you that's have you have a one know. year you have a one yeah. year Yeah. What so is you, it called? You know return. You know that TikTok thread that's like this is something that feels something that feels illegal to know, but you know. Oh yeah, yeah. that's what this feels like. This is the you, e- equate. You, you can, okay, can return so your dead plant. You can if get it a plant within a year. You could buy a plant in January. Okay, you could bring it home, know. and you could fail. You could epically fail, and you could kill that plant. Also, the growth hormones probably kill that plant because you're not providing them anymore because we don't provide that with the plant. Yeah. But you could kill the plant. You could go back to Home Depot and be like, here's my dead plant. Give also, me a new one. And they give you a new one. This is kind of sick of me, but I'm kind of like thinking, science experiment. Like, what if we buy a bunch of Home Depot plants <laughs> and, and test like, them? cut them up Wait. and put, propagate them and like ratchet them up to like do some science experience to like understand plants more right and then before like the end of the year we're like here's the dead plants <laughs> here's, here's the most new i would like to return it. it up but unfortunately we recorded all of this so in in the court they would be also do i have a receipt uh, do okay, you have your receipt i don't receipt? think home depot is gonna sue us but, hold on. that's good i do want I to my receipt hold on <laughs> i want to Counter that and defend Home Depot and Lowe's, but okay, okay, okay. 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 D- defend. Put your receipt away. I have found them. <laughs> <laughs> I have purchased a lot of plants from Home Depot and Lowe's. That okay. pilea that's created all the babies was from Home Depot. Really? My Swiss cheese plant was from Home Depot. What? Have you uh, even ever heard of like? A, a nursery? A nursery? I only shop at Home Depot on those. Big box stores are my job. Like, uh, mo- I think a good majority of my plants are from, okay, maybe like half, are from Home Depot or Lowe's. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Like, Interesting. yeah, the Swiss cheese, the pilea, my snake plant. I don't think I've killed a single plant from Home Depot or Lowe's yet. Wow. I think my snake plant was from Home Depot. And it seems fine. I mean, those, like, yeah. if you kill it, just please I give mean, up there's on the plant. Yeah, there's one leaf that is dying, but that's because I forgot Wow. It. I will be ashamed and hide myself You're in like two leaf a box. Because, okay, so my snake plant was next to our vent, and I think because it was next to the vent where the heater is, it, like, made one of its, one of its three leaves die. Wait, which vent? Oh, that vent. Oh. And I think that, like, too much air or something affected it. 
Do you guys um, have any more? Did you get any more plants? Um, your mossy. <gasps> oh my gosh. Well, that's There's like too much news. <laughs> I know, but it's okay. Okay, well, I'll we'll do like a quick little thing, but I feel like that's a whole other episode on yeah. like a, a queer, a queer, aquatic, aquascaping water plants. Water water plants. plants. Yeah. Okay, a teaser um, for you. I did friends. get a tank for. Christmas from Jason, Woo! which I'm really excited about. So I got Whatever. my first water plant. I don't know what it's called. I need to figure that out. <laughs> um, and a and a what are they called? Moss ball? Marimo moss ball. Okay, Marimo is that the word? I forget what they're Marimo? called. Marimo. Yeah, but they're really cute little fuzzy moss balls. And the, I got a little shrimp. The plant. <laughs> the plant Named? looks like a pothos kind of. Uh. What's the I don't know. Well, I liked Jerry, but Jerry then, was but then, my but then contribution. My cousin said it was a girl, so now I need to rethink it. Jerris, Jerilyn, Jerilyn. Hey, that's my cousin. I like it, Jerilyn. But you can always be like, "This is Jerilyn," but we call her Jerry. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Okay, I like it. I like it. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna call her Jerilyn. Jerilyn. That's cute. I like it. It's my grandma's name. What actually? One of my grandmas name is Jerilyn, and the other grandma's Marilyn. <laughs> Gerilyn oh, and Marilyn, yeah. Well, my shrimp is named after your grandma now. <laughs> she's Gerilyn. the one with the rose garden. Oh, cool. Okay. She's she's plant savvy. She gotta go out. Gerilyn. Gerilyn. Yeah, this is to you. Shout little, out to Gerilyn. My little yellow shrimp named after Emma's grandma, Gerilyn. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's a grandma shrimp. It's a grandma. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Uh, yeah, so water plants. Another we'll do episode. another episode. episode. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So well, what's the hard yeah what's the hard <laughs> subject of this episode so we can get the heck out of here? <laughs> so it's the new year, the okay. holidays are over, and we're feeling drained. We're yeah. feeling like <laughs> the holidays have taken every bit of energy out of us. Yeah, and I don't, I I feel like I'm in this weird zone. That's the hard subject is now how to get back into the thriving, energetic Samara that I want to be <laughs> I feel like 2020 just drained us all yeah. in, like, the worst ways, but in the best ways, because we had to be forced to be productive in, yeah. and in other ways, and we're like, wait, I kind of like the American way that is work all the time, mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm being productive, and I feel like I'm achieving, and that Enneagram 3, it's like that, I want to achieve, I want to get things done, I want to be rewarded, I want to earn things, I want to mm-hmm. earn my money, I want to gain, I want to be able to grow, all of that stuff. Also, can we talk about how much motivation you get just by being around other people and, 100%. like, having conversations and, like, throwing ideas around? Like, yeah. if you're just seeing the same people over and over again, you're like, we already talked about this, so, like, move what? on! Like, yeah. I can't yeah. talk to you about it anymore, <laughs> like, it's, it's I'm exhausting. Not, I'm not getting anything from yeah it's like i've heard what you had to say and then so just someone shut else. up <laughs> let's get to know you guys i guess i'll, I guess I'll just stop with my ideas because no, no i'm glad that you're around because you have new ideas and i'm literally like must make candles the amount of candles you've made and remade and thrown out and oh my made gosh. again our entire dumpster for our entire apartment complex is just candle remnants it's candle the remains wax. although i do i do save a lot of my candle you try to recycle because that's the environment I know, yeah uh anyway uh, yes so yeah. at the end of the day, when it comes to 2021, which seems so weird to say, I feel like we just skipped a year. Like we just had a gap year or something weird happened and now it's 2021. But like 
I feel like we are super motivated to continue on with these projects that we started in 2021. <laughs> <Are> we? <laughs> well, yeah. I feel like going from 2020 is like, okay, if the motivation's not there, it's like, it's okay, we're in a pandemic, it's 2020, like, mm-hmm. it was easier to give yourself that grace to just, like, whatever, relax, do whatever you need for your mental health, and then it's like, going into 2021, it's like, okay, well, I need to find the motivation, I need to, like, get back to work, like, get back to life, and it's like this weird transition. It's like a pressure, but still everything's the same. Yeah, yeah, it's still in a pandemic. You still, yeah, you don't really need to do Like, nothing's changed. It's still, like... But it's like, well, okay, now it's a new year, Mm. gotta get going. Like, Mm. I think it's just the pressure of knowing that, like, it's a new start, and I need to, keep up with it. It's like a, it's a whole new, Maybe we should tell that to the people up top who, who run this whole thing. Maybe they could get the same vision. And that's wild. Like, we're still living in a pandemic. So staying Mm -hmm. motivated, uh, you know, like staying on those passions, going to work, making ends meet, paying rent, all of those things are still part of our reality. So at the end of the day, how are we going to continue to, like, encourage each other and, you know, make things happen, but also give ourselves that grace Mm -hmm. like you're talking about? How do we stay motivated? How do we stay motivated? I feel like the opposite of motivation is procrastination. I okay, I will I'm say really today that. I felt like an hour's worth of motivation because I was just slowly getting through my tasks and by noon I had already gotten most of my tasks done and I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. You're like, productive. I'm, pre- I'm being productive. Like, it was kind of like a booster for my mm-hmm. soul to be yeah. like, wow, I'd already, like, done this and this and this. Mm-hmm. Like, I still have the rest of the day mm-hmm. left. So I think it's just, like, you know, making a little list for yourself the day before of just, like, simple, like, have-to-do tasks. Like, don't worry about trying to fit, cram your schedule. But just, yeah. like, okay, do laundry. And then make... Like, send an email, or, yeah. like, do a bill, <laughs> or, like, pay a bill, this kind of thing. And you're like, wow, mm. I've done that. Like, now I feel like I can continue to do things. I'm yeah. definitely the person to be like, I don't feel successful unless I have a full calendar. I want oh. my calendar full. I want meetings, I want work, I want to shift, and then I want to go to another meeting. Like, but that makes if, me feel successful. But what if you don't get to all those things in your calendar? Like, what if then... Well, then the I feel like crap. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I've done that so many times where I, like, every hour I'll, like, have a new thing. Yeah. And normally I don't get to that. So, like, mm-hmm. that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just keep pushing it off. And yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, maybe that's not... I don't know if that's, like, the best thing to do. Or, like, try to stick to, like, fundamental little things that are, like, these have to be done because Mm -hmm. they're more, like, worldly things, like paying a bill or, like, uh, I don't know, checking on your finances or this or that, you know. Mm -hmm. Those kinds of things rather than, like, finishing an edit, this and that, like, that are more... It's like having your priorities list because what happens to me usually... Is that I will get going, I'll get a bunch of stuff done, I'll do what's at the forefront of my mind, and then I'll make a list, a to-do list. And my to-do list, I kid you not, are like 20 plus things long. Like there's usually a ton of stuff. Get all that done. No, of course yeah, not. Yeah. I'm human. I get like 70% done right. on a good day. 
So then there's like always things that carry over that get mm-hmm. forgotten, and then like a few days later, I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that. Did you say a few years later? No, a few days. A few days. A few days. No, a few days later, I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot to do that thing, and now it's like panic and anxiety mm-hmm. and sadness and struggle. Yeah, when it doesn't need to be. Right. So I think I think at the end of the day, maybe make two lists. Two Priority lists. Priority lists <laughs> must be done by the end of the day, yeah. and, and could be done. Could be if done. You have the time. If the other things are done. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the the curse of the to do list. The to do list at the end of the day. Like everyone always says, like, oh, what helps me is writing a to do list. Yeah. But you're like, okay, well, to do list consists of so many things. Yeah. But then if you have like two full of a to do list, like, I don't know. It's almost too overwhelming. You're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. all you want to do is procrastinate and then because failure. you don't even want to start. Failure. Sometimes I will add things to a to-do list just to cross them off so that I feel like I achieved mm. things. Yeah. But then it adds more things to the to-do list so I get too overwhelmed. What I do is I have, well, I have this app. I don't even know. Oh, an app? Oh, yeah. You're yeah. super big on your app. I love my app. It's I want just an called app. to-do. I think it's like a Microsoft app or something. Microsoft <laughs> to do T. Uh, I think it's called to do. What I like about this app is you can create like different lists. So I have it's like my groceries list, my work list, or like my personal projects list. Mm-hmm. And then like there's also like a my day list where you can just oh. add like little things that you mm-hmm. want to get done that day specifically. Mm. And then if you, I think if like you don't get something done that day, it gets added to. Uh, another like ma- big list. Oh, I think. Interesting. What's that? Oh, that called? sounds really good. It's called To Do. To Do. Yeah. To okay. Do. We'll tag Microsoft, it in the show. Yeah. Microsoft To Do. Yeah, yeah. It's a little check. Oh yeah, it gets Microsoft if you don't get it done in my day, it gets added to tasks. Oh, interesting. So then it's like that's like your big list, and but then like your my day list is. Do you, like, so how do you I have actually a use this? Like, background? <laughs> all of Yelena's yeah. backgrounds. Yeah, so I have like grocery list, shopping list, oh, projects, cool. work. Alright, I so. just downloaded it. I can't wait. Interesting. So. Use my email from when I was 12. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, the to do list for some people I feel like is so daunting, and there are, you know, there's companies who make monies. Many monies. Money. Lots of money. <laughs> there are companies who make money off of planners and calendars and mm, apps and all that planners. stuff. Planners, <laughs> me too. Planners are good too. But I, I don't know. Like, you need a planner that works for your life. So I feel like there are so many companies that make a ton of money off of calendars and planners and apps and different types of ways to program your schedule. But I think that all comes from a personal opinion of how you should run your life or, or just, like, someone's perspective on how they run their life. When that's, I don't know, I feel like that's completely different from mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. to person. Mm-hmm. And I always feel confined by planners. I'm like, oh, there's not enough space for this day. Or, like, my goals for this week are more than three goals and there's only three lines. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I never really liked planners, but... Um, I think that I like creating a goals list or creating a to-do list that doesn't have limits. I tend yeah. to prefer things that don't have limits. I think planners really came in handy when there were deadlines. Like, during mm. school yeah. time, mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I actually had legitimate deadlines. Because, well, and maybe I need to focus on making more deadlines for myself. Mm-hmm. Because, 
then I would actually get things done. <laughs> but it's, it, yeah, that's definitely, like, a hard thing about being an adult is, like, okay, and now I need to make deadlines for myself to, like, mm-hmm. get these chores done, get this done, this done, this done. But, like, we don't really have hard deadlines for ourselves because usually there isn't, like, a professor or... Right. But uh, also in school, they grade. set a hard deadline mm-hmm. and you do what you can to make that deadline, but it may not be perfect. But in the mm-hmm. workplace or in a project or in the film industry, it has to be perfect. It has to meet and it has to show up and it has to be the art that they expected at the end of the day. So sometimes the deadlines are a little bit fluid because mm-hmm. the art has to take precedent more than the deadline. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. I guess, yeah, are there really... What deadlines are there in adult life besides just, like, bills to be paid? Right. Bills are always the deadlines. Yeah. If I were to tell any graduating college student anything, it would be like, bills will always be your deadlines. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it depends on your career and the, the industry you're working in. Sure. Absolutely. What the deadlines are. I feel like at my work, the deadlines are a little bit more Are they more strict? strict? Yeah. Mm. I guess, yeah. That makes sense. Because you're production-based. Well, but then it also is project-to-project. Project. Like, certain projects are a little bit more flexible. Some yeah. are, like, these are hard deadlines, like, sure. must be done. Mm, yeah. So. So then it's a skill to be able to figure out which priority takes mm-hmm. precedent over another. Yeah. Yeah. So really, in the end, just do your best. <laughs> we'll never really figure it out. No. But no. what are, like, what are some little ways that help to keep you motivated? Like, listening to music. Like, that's, mm-hmm. for me, like, mm-hmm. I think a good way of getting creative <clears throat> is by, like, listening to an artist or an album mm-hmm. that I really like. Get you. Pump. Get, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, not necessarily pump, because I don't listen to, like, pump-up music. Oh, I need mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I need to listen to, like, you know, like, very in-your-head, kind of, like, flowy hmm. music. Samara's like, choice in music She just, like, is... <sighs> Get centered. It's it makes me sleepy. <laughs> it makes me like. It makes me think. emotional, and I hate oh, yeah, that too. it. I think I need the emotion though. To, yeah. Like, be creative. Yeah. No. That. I mean. That, yeah. That totally makes sense. Yeah. And then it's a way of like getting my emotion out of like I'm a failure. I'm terrible. Why am I doing this? And mm-hmm. then to actually like do my thing. So do you feel like music is kind of your go-to if you feel like you're in a creative rut or if yeah. you're in a productivity rut yeah. if you're procrastinating? Music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 And allowing myself time to just relax. Okay. Read a book. Play some video games. Like, do something that's completely <laughs> different from whatever it is that you're doing yeah. right then. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that in a, in a little bit of a way. Like, if I feel like I'm in a rut, or if I'm not being super productive, or if I don't feel super motivated, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm just drained, and I need a moment, so I'm like, let's go to the beach, let's just, like, mm-hmm. hang out in the sand, let's just, like... Take an evening. Yeah, yeah, let's let's kind of put it off for a second. Responsibly put it off to be like, I'm going to handle this in the morning. I'm not at my best right now, so I'm not able to give my best. But if it's immediate, I am, I'm the one to be like, pep talk. I am the pep talk person. I'll be mm-hmm. like, you need to go in the bathroom. You need to look yourself in the mirror and be like, <laughs> Emma, right now, this needs to be done. What do you got to do to make it happen? Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Here are the facts. I'm like, let's look at the facts. Let's state out what's what's real and reality versus all the things that you've blown this up to be and all the things that um, you're kind of catastrophizing and making this seem like it is. Let's just look at the facts, what is necessary, what has to be done right now. Let's make it happen and go on to the next thing. And 
in in health, I'm good at that. In in lack of health, I'm very very bad at that. Mm-hmm. It's a very like body conscious sort of thing. Like what's in my gut, and I usually go based off of what my gut tells me to do. So. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You did just remind me that. Like, usually for me, when I'm feeling really burnt out and just, like, stressed and, like, too much, like, what helps a lot is getting away from, like, I mean, I feel like in L.A., things are just so busy and, like, Mm -hmm. go, go, Mm -hmm. go. So, just out in nature, getting away from the city. Yeah. Going up in the mountains, seeing some trees. Just separation of, like, big city, everything's so on the go. Mm Mm-hmm. Just slowing down yeah. nature. I think I told you this when we were going to the airport, when I was going to Portland for the holidays, and I was like, every time I move, or move, every time I leave LA, there's this sort of fire within me that's like, oh no, you're leaving. Like, mm-hmm. wait, there's more stuff to be done. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's sort of like a, a fire that I've always felt ever since I came to LA was like, there's so much to be done. So I wonder if one day there's going to be a point where I get on the plane or I get in my car and I drive away that I'm like, okay, the work has been done. I don't know. But now and for the past three years, I'm realizing my L.A. anniversary or our L.A. anniversary Mm. is coming up. For For three years? Three years. Oh, wow. Since we've been here. Hmm. It's like at this point, you know, it's like. I came here for a reason. There's a reason that I moved to Los Angeles. There's a reason that I decided to pursue this industry. And until I get that feeling that my work here is done, my work is not done. So I need to continue my work. And I will never forget the night that I finally arrived in Los Angeles. I took a road trip from Portland to Los Angeles with my dad. And we stayed in this like kind of funky, cute looking motel in central LA by the La Brea district. And that night, the Oscars were playing. And we mm-hmm. sat and we ordered pizza, me and my dad, and we watched the Oscars. And he's like, you might be there one day. Aww. It's just up to you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Like, you're being crazy, dad. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm just going to try and see what happens. But it's such a full circle feeling to be like, my work here is not done. My work here needs to still be done. Mm-hmm. So every time I get a lack of motivation or I struggle with like what is my purpose what am I doing here it's all a means to to that moment that's like I'm here to pursue my art I'm here to pursue storytelling and until I get that feeling that's like you need to get out of the city you're done I'm not leaving cool that's really cool I love it I think we need to be done with this episode. <laughs> this is an emotional episode. It's, a, it's long, been a long one, yeah. It's been a journey. It's been a long journey. Yeah. You know, it's funny that we talk about our heart subject at the end when our drinks are empty because we are a lot more like loose. And, uh, <laughs> I think that it free. works. Yeah, it works. Does well. it work? Yeah. Yeah. Does it work? I, think, I mean, we... it works for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we need your non-filtering thoughts. Yeah. She's rushing. What can she do? We have a lot of non-filtered <laughs> thoughts in this podcast, so stay tuned for more non-filtered um, brain parts. So. Yeah, yeah. It's an honest cocktail hour, and that's what we honest. promised you, and that's what we're delivering. So honest. So on a dark and stormy night this January, we hope you're motivated. We hope that you're fighting against procrastination, and that if it's a rough day, you can cheers to it. And drink a dark and stormy. Cheers. cheers.
If you love podcasts and believe they'll save the world just like we do, please subscribe and give us a review wherever you get your pods. You can find us on Instagram at The Rootbound Podcast and subscribe to our Patreon to get exclusive content like the video recordings of our episodes, which we call Plant POV. You can also write us on socials or at therootboundpodcast at gmail.com to ask us questions or to give us plant advice. Yeah, and at the end of the day, we're just plant enthusiasts and we're learning just like y'all, so tips and tricks are always welcome. Don't forget to check out our website, therootboundpodcast.com which has our episode show notes. In the show notes, we include topics discussed in the episode like the featured plant, tips and tricks, and links to our favorite resources. We also list the recipe for each episode's cocktail that Emma creates. That way you can drink along with us. Drink responsibly, of course. (laughs) You can also find us individually. I'm at Emma R. Lead on social platforms. Where can we find you, Samara? You can find me on Instagram at Samara underscore Elke nine. And Yelena? You can find me on all socials at Yelena Ivy. Thank you for listening. Cheers. Cheers.